Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick a favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to the Boomtron Podcast. I'm Diego. I'm joined by Mark and Amy today. We're taking a pause from Netflix. Gonna check out what's going on in the other world of streaming media. And really focus today on my buddy Ted Lasso. But before we get to that, hello Amy, hello Mark. Have you guys watched anything else outside of Netflix today? So I've been really focusing on Ted Lasso because I hadn't watched season one. So I spent a lot of time um, Shame. catching. I know, seriously, <laughs> uh, catching up with that. But I did manage to watch the first episode. I didn't realize there were more episodes released, but the first episode of Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu, and it was so good. I was so hooked, at even like halfway through the 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 first episode, and basically it's about this. They're calling it like a health spa or a health retreat called Tranquillum. And it's led by this woman named Masha, who is I, I, I don't I don't believe that Nicole Kidman is a human like she's <laughs> she, she's kind of like ethereal and demonic. And there's just something otherworldly about her every time she's in a movie. Um, so anyway, Nicole Kibben plays this Russian woman who runs this spa and these, I believe it's 10 people come to this spa and it seems that they've all kind of fallen into um, being there through different means and they clearly all have some kind of secrets or something that they're struggling with and they're there at this spa and it appears as though there's going to be some crazy methods to get them through whatever it is they're struggling with and come out on the other side, better people. Um, Mm -hmm. And she even says, you know, like you're here for the suffering. Um, And it, it's, it's so good. It's so good. And Mark, you've seen a little bit more of it than I have. Is it, is it holding up? It's holding up. uh, And I have not read the book. It was based on a New York times bestseller of of the same name. So I don't know, spoiler-wise, like what's coming down the road, but I'll tell you a couple of impressions I'm getting from the way the show is set up. I, I agree with you on the Nicole Kidman comment. Uh, it's just like from, um, what was it, uh, uh, Pretty, not Pretty Little Liars, uh, what was the, the lies? Big Little Lies. Big, thank you. But the Big Little Lies where she had this public persona, but there was so much terror and abuse happening behind yeah. the scenes for her, and that unraveled throughout the seasons. Uh, I get that same feeling from her again, where she's so beautiful and so at peace. But uh, it's in episode one, she gets text message death threats. Right. And it, so there's something going on. And then the visuals of the show, I mean, it's obviously set in a beautiful location, but there's something going on with the food. Have you noticed that every time, like the, the very first scene is a looking into the blender eye view of a smoothie yeah. being made, but it yeah. looks like entrails the colors mm-hmm. and the way they rip apart that the food is such a, a, an amazing beautiful thing and it's terrifying the way it's presented in the show uh yeah just visually so i feel like there's something going on like that they're going to be poisoning the guests or that like they draw blood from the guests regularly 
which the right. guests are like, why? And like, well, we monitor, you know, your whatever, and you've signed a release. Like, I, I keep thinking they're feeding blood back to the guests or something. Like, oh. so, so that's, I'm putting a pin in that. We'll see if that okay. happens. But the performances are amazing. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is oh. this, this novelist who had a great hit, and now it seems like her career is tanking as she's walking through the doors of this place. And she yes. doesn't, yeah. So Bobby Cannavale is, mm-hmm. uh, um, and again, it's it's you'll find out. I think two episodes in, uh, he's a famous uh, um, athlete, a famous forty football forty niners who shattered his knee and ruined his career, and he's now addicted to drugs and alcohol. Um, but and then you also find out in episode one that there's a family who's there, sort of on scholarship, because he's a teacher, the father, and they can't afford right. to be there otherwise. Uh, they lost their son, who is the was the twin of their daughter who took his own life when he was 18. Um, oh, yeah. So that's referenced, like, in the first episode, that, you know, your story isn't going to be all about death. But we don't yeah. know what that is yet. And I, you know, I, I and she, she talks in, I think, at the end of episode two, Nicole Kidman's character, Masha, says, let's, let's begin the, the second protocol. And her staff is like, no, it's too soon. We haven't tested them. And she goes, we need to do this now. Uh, because Melissa McCarthy's character talks about wanting to leave and she wants to keep her there. So I think they're going to be drugging them. Like something crazy is going to happen. But but watching these richly developed characters play off of each other for me, it's it's TV heroin and I can't get enough. Like I love Agreed. it. Agreed. Agreed. I agree. So yeah, so that, that's what I've been watching. And I'm, like I said, I'm excited to hear that there's more episodes that I didn't realize were there because I'll definitely be watching those. Um, and then Ted Lasso. But Mark, I know you've been watching a little bit more. I have been, uh, and I'll just kind of go through it lightning round style. Um, a quick shout out to the What If series on Disney Plus, the on the Marvel portion of Disney Plus. Yeah, first... my son is watching that, and he's loving it. It's brilliant. It's got a lot of the original actors voicing their characters, but the first two episodes are What If Agent Carter became Captain America, and What If T'Challa, the Black Panther, became Star-Lord. Oh, and... man, now that you mention it, I did watch yes. What If. Is that so... <laughs> I love it. Like, are you like? Are you guys liking it? I love. I uh, they have always been something that I like. Even the comic books of the what if genres and the storylines. So like the zombies and all the different yeah. worlds. And uh, so I'm I'm all I'm all in for the what if. It's it's kind of like DC's Infinite Crisis, where they have all the multiple timelines mm-hmm. and whatnot, and and you can just throw your favorite characters in and hit shuffle and have so many weird things happen and then just reboot it. Like everyone can die and you can start all over, whatever. I love that. It's fun. And um, I love that they have like some of the main actors. Yes. Doing the voices for them. And even this last one with T'Challa being star Lord and like, you get to see Thanos in a mm-hmm. different way. Yeah. Uh, and I, I thought that was really cool. Um, so it was, it was a real good episode. I definitely liked episode two a lot more than episode one. So I'm hoping I'm going to get that same feeling for the rest of the episodes that each same. one just gets better and better and better. And I don't know if he was, character. I don't know if he was right, but my son was saying that this was the last thing that Chadwick Boseman recorded, mm-hmm. um, before he passed I think away. So. You're so. I think so, yeah. yeah. And so that yeah. kind of gives you extra sentimental connection to it. Cause I don't know about you guys. I feel like these characters slash the actors who portray them, they feel like family. Cause I'm such a comic nerd. Oh, absolutely. So to hear his voice again and, and just how tragically we lost him, that's, that gives it an extra oomph for me. Um, yeah. So, uh, I've also, uh, Titans 
speaking of superheroes and DC, uh, Titans season three, which the series first started on the DC network that they, the streaming channel that they did, which did not fare so well. Uh, HBO Max has picked it all up, so you can catch up on the first two seasons and then start watching season three. It has so many amazing cameos from other uh, comic threads of DC that show up. Yeah, in that's here. on my that's on my list of things that I gotta watch this yeah. uh, this week. It's it's darker. It's not for kids. There's sex. There's violence. There's cursing. Um, characters die. Even even some of the main characters in very graphic ways. But um, so it's not something you can sit down with your kids and watch. But. <clears throat> But it's it's still great. The writing is amazing. It's so fun to see these characters come to life. Uh, I'm a huge my my favorite character is Crypto, the super dog. He has this amazing scene in season two where he grabs a bazooka missile midair and spins around and lets it go, and it shoots back at the people who shot it. Like just random, <laughs> ridiculous, <laughs> physics-defying stuff. It's great. Um, I just can't okay. get over. I just can't get over how the DC shows. So much better than the movies sometimes. Yes. Like it's just, I don't know what it is. They have more freedom or more reign to do whatever they want. But it just it's always it's just always the TV shows are just always done so much better. And I don't know if just because doing it for TV is easier. But man, like, what did you what did you think of the Snyder cut of Justice League? Are you a fan? I love the I love the Snyder cut, especially the last scene with oh, the, the after and Batman. The, like the credits, and after they were supposed scene. to. Yeah, and it's supposed they were supposed to like continue that story in comic like in a digital comic kind of thing. And I heard that got scrapped too, but I wanted to see more of that story. I wanted to see part 2. I wanted to see the future with Batman and Joker and they're trying to fix it. Working and together. I all, yeah, I was all for that and it was yeah. so good. So good. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing you you'll like about Titans season three is that it looks like, at least so far, the big bad is Red Hood. That's Jason Todd, supposedly yep. killed by the Joker, back in mercenary uh, um, vengeance form, uh, vendetta form, I should say. And uh, so far, he's pretty amazing. He's hor- He's I don't know. Oh, if, really bad. I don't know if you've ever seen the animated Under the Red Hood. No, uh, I haven't. Oh man, that's really good. Under the Red Hood, the animated movie. All right, I'm taking of, notes. Yeah, definitely watch that because that's really good. DC, DC animated movies are probably some of the best animated movies, if not the best animated movies, uh, comic book wise, uh, without question. Agreed. Some of them are really, really good. Agreed. Um, so okay, I'll I'll watch that for sure. Um, real quick, uh, White Lotus, everyone's talking about it on HBO Max. It's been renewed for a second season already. Uh, so the finale just dropped since the last time we've recorded. Um, the whole show is just incredible. It's this whole, I mean, this, the scenery is gorgeous. And it's, it's, it's how these rich, wealthy vacationers impact and affect the lives of the staff of the hotel of the same name, the White Lotus. It's got a little, it starts off with a dead body being loaded onto a plane. So the whole show, you see these characters kind of making bad choices, some of which are life or death. And so you're wondering who the, the body's going to be. I won't tell you here. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great show. It's one of those ones that makes you think. It makes you laugh. Uh, and and it's, it's just a great social commentary series. Um, over on Hulu, American Horror Stories is still going strong. Episode 7 just dropped, which is called Game Over. Uh, it's centered around a video game designer who is trying to create a video game based on Murder House, which was the first season of American Horror Story and has made several appearances in subsequent seasons and as well as the first two episodes of American Horror Stories. 
I love Murder House and everything about it, the mythology behind it. And it's this sort of meta version because she's making a video game of the Murder House. She goes to the Murder House. She meets practically every character that has ever been in Murder House, as well as several characters from other seasons of American Horror Story. Um, and uh, it's it's just great. If you're a fan of the show, of, this, of the series, you have to go and watch even just this episode. Uh, again, it's called Game Over, Episode 7. Uh, and then I had been watching Why Women Kill, which dropped in 2020, and Season 2 just dropped recently. I'm about halfway into Season 2. It's brilliant writing. It's got uh, Lucy Liu uh, and uh, several other characters. It takes place in one house over three different decades, and it's these stories of these women who have people in their lives that impact them in certain ways. And, of course, in each of the three storylines, someone winds up dying somehow. Um I won't give you spoilers because it's really in, it's laid out so well, and the three storylines are laced together thematically. So, like one episode is all about how mothers impacted their daughters. One episode is all about jealousy, um, and it's beautifully told. Season two so far is lots of fun, um, and yeah. And then I watched the end of Schmigadoon, which was great, and it ended at the right time because it was starting to get a little too much it was just the right amount of of musical and farce and comedy and i'm glad it ended but it was a good show i'd recommend that to anybody the uh why would men kill one i'm just looking at the that the cast of it it's got a big cast it's got jennifer goodwin you said yes. Lucy Liu. it's got alexandra daddario it's got like, love her a whole bunch of people yeah i know um a whole bunch of people so that's one mm -hmm. that keeps showing up and looks really good i just haven't I haven't started that one yet either, so. Yeah, it's, you know, especially since I've been recording with y'all, a lot of the shows I'm watching, almost because, uh, you know, some of it's it's homework. I have to watch these episodes. This show just flowed and flowed, and I would blink, and I'd watched five episodes. It was sort of like that, and that, for me, is good TV. Okay. All right, good deal. So you liked everything you've been watching. Yes. You'd recommend them all. Yes, it was a happy week for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, so let's jump maybe into we talk it. about Ted. Yeah. So yes, yes. I think I like I said I, I spent a lot of time uh, this week catching up, watching season one of Ted Lasso. So I can kind of give you, I guess, the most recent recap. But I need to start by saying this might be one of my all-time favorite shows. I I love sports shows. I love shows about sports. Um, but sometimes I find them hit or miss. This one, uh, the writing on this show is absolutely brilliant. And this back and forth banter um, that takes place between, you know, Ted and Coach Beard is so smart. There are cultural references that like pepper every single episode, um, which is which is great. They and and they're not always little small references. Like there's one scene in season one when Jamie and I'll talk about who he is in a moment. But when Jamie won't practice and Ted Lasso goes in and he basically gives the I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Allen Iverson speech. Um, and if you haven't, Google Allen Iverson practice speech. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's classic. Um, practice. But, but Ted does like almost the exact thing. And again, it's just. It's so smart and it's so smartly written. Um, and it's so nice too to see a show that it's about someone who's just a good guy. 
Like he's just a really good guy. And you just don't see things like that um, a lot anymore. And even the people who, for the most part, who are not good people wind up becoming good people because of their interactions with Ted. And I just, I loved this show so, so much. So anyway, <laughs> Ted, Ted Lasso is um, a college football coach who gets tapped to go to England and coach a soccer team. In the Premier um, League. In the Premier League. And he doesn't play soccer. He doesn't know soccer. And so everybody's super confused by this. The fans are, like, outraged by this. But what has happened is the owner of the team and his wife have gotten a divorce, and the wife got the team in the divorce. And we find out, by the end of either episode one or episode two of season one that her plan is to destroy the team because it was the thing that her husband loved the most. Um, and Ted comes in with his charm and sweetness and kindness and just right off the bat starts winning people over. And I, one of the most interesting things about the show is this idea of, and, and I kind of believe it's true, even being a teacher, right, that if you're a good, if you're a great coach, you might not necessarily have to know everything there is to know about the sport. You know, if you can learn how to coach people to be their best, to work as a team, to do those things, you can still be successful. And it, it's just fascinating to watch. So he comes in and it's a team where the captain is um, Roy Kent. Roy Roy Kent. I love Roy Kent. I do. Same. Roy is, oh my god. Roy is one of my favorite characters. You know, he's he's, that's he's the, the rip and, of this of the show. <laughs> like in Yellowstone, yes. he's the yes. rip of the show. Yes. <laughs> but like as you watch the show, as I'm watching the show, I'm like, oh my god, Roy is my favorite. And then like a couple episodes later, I'm like, oh, you know what, Keely is my favorite. And then a couple of episodes later, I was like, nope, you know what, Higgins, Higgins is my favorite. Like, there, you love everybody in this show. Um. So anyway, throughout the season, so Roy Kent is the captain of the team, but he's older and he's slowing down. Um, and then the star of the team is Jamie Tart, And Jamie Tart is um, just a total showboat. And he's deservedly he's so. Yeah, he is. But he's, he's a great, <laughs> great player, right? Um, but he's just all about himself. He's not a team player. He won't pass the ball. Um, and you know, so there's Jamie and then there's, you know, a whole bunch of other people on the team and, you know, Ted is trying to get Jamie to be a better member of the team and pass the ball. And he's trying to win over kind of everybody. And there's so much that happens in season one. And again, we're not going to spend a lot of time on season one. Um, but by the end of the season, they've won a couple games and they've gotten to the championship game. And what they really don't want to have happen is they don't want to be relegated, right? Meaning they don't want to be taken out of the Premier League. And if they don't win or tie this last game, then they're going to be taken out of the Premier League. And so that's kind of what they're building towards throughout the season and just watching every, even Rebecca, who's the owner of the team in season one, like she's dead set on destroying this team. And then even she gets one over and, and she gets one over in so many different ways, but like 
it's just brilliant. <laughs> I can't <laughs> say enough about this show. One of the ways that he gets them to come together is that they believe that they're, um, I can't think of what it is, but it's the, the training the room, room. The training room is haunted. Um, and so he has them all come together and bring something that's really meaningful to them. And then they're going to toss it in a bin as a sacrifice and burn it. And so everybody really brings things. And again, it's this way of getting to know each other and getting to care about each other. And then even Jamie shows up. Jamie, who had stormed you know, off the field and didn't want to be there because... Um, you know, He's a diva. He is. Um, but even Jamie brings something. And then we get a little backstory on Jamie. And he brings his, you know, his his cleats. And he's like, these aren't like my first cleats or anything. But my mom gave them to me. And, you know, my mom used to just love watching me play. And I, she just was so proud of me. He's like, you know, my dad was awful. And my dad didn't come around until I started winning games. And then my dad was there. But he just didn't want me to be soft. He wanted me to be tough. He's like, and so I made a decision. I was always going to be tough, so tough that nobody ever called me soft. And now I don't think, you know, I think I've forgotten to make my mom proud. And then he tosses them in. And so they're all bonding. And, and then the next morning, he's gone. And Rebecca sent him back to Manchester, which is where he had, he was on loan from. And so it's like this, but then, but then eventually she comes around too. There's this, one of the best scenes too is, there's they're in a pub, right? The local pub where they hang out and her ex-husband is there and he is the slimiest slime. But I mean, he is just a nasty, mean man. And everything he does is calculated to hurt her. He is um, cruel. He is so he is. cruel. He is. And so he's played by pub, Anthony Head, who's Giles who from Buffy. Giles on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, <laughs> and he... Uh, you know, he, he shows up at this pub and I don't even remember what his deal is at that point, but he's just being so snarky about something. And he, oh, he, he has this new girlfriend and he, he's not allowed to buy any shares of the team, but he lent his girlfriend money so she could buy some shares of the team. So he's now on the board and he's like, so, you know, I'll be sitting in the box with you and blah, blah, blah. And so Ted, steps in and he's like, how about we make a deal? And everybody underestimates Ted, right? Because he just seems like this simple, simple country bumpkin who's yep. a good guy and, you know, good guys finish last kind of thing. And he's like, let's make you a deal. Why don't we play a game of darts? And if, uh, uh, if you win, you get to name the starting lineup for this next game. And if I win, you can never sit in that box. And so he's like, Okay, I'll take that bet. He's like, you know, I'm I'm so good. I've been playing here for years, yada, yada, yada. And so they start playing darts and, you know, it's going okay. Ted's kind of holding his own, but he's not doing great. And then, you know, the guy's ready to win the, the game. And then Ted's like, you know, you know what I find? And he gives this whole speech about how people just aren't curious. And he feels like that's the downfall of people. that They're just not curious. And he goes on about this speech for a while. And then he's like, you know, like you, he's like, you're, you weren't curious about me. You weren't curious, curious enough to ask questions. Like you ever played darts before Ted? Um, and then he kind of throws the dart and he just misses the bullseye. And he goes, Oh, I forgot. I'm a lefty and switches hands. And then he starts talking about how he played darts every single week with his father growing up, blah, blah, blah. And of course he boom, 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 immediately wins. 
and he wins Rebecca over. And, you know, Rebecca winds up because she winds up getting found out by Keely. She apologizes to Ted and Ted really could have, I mean, she literally tells him I was here to ruin your career and ruin the season. He goes, well, I forgive you. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? And he says, divorce divorce is hard and it makes people do crazy things. And he forgives her. And so you go into season two, the the season one ends with them losing the match um, Mm -hmm. and getting relegated and they're going to be relegated. And so Ted goes up to Rebecca's office and he says, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, I, I thought that I had the right formula here and I clearly didn't. And so I'm going to save you the trouble of having to fire me because that might be hard for you again, thinking about her. Um, he said, so here's my letter of resignation. And she's like, absolutely not. We have to start planning for next year. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where we end up with season, season one. And then we start into season two and they're, they're not playing in the premier league. And they're also not winning. I think they've tied every game um, when we come into this new season. But they're a team and they're gelling and they're having so much more fun than they were having at the beginning of season one. And everybody genuinely seems to like each other. And it just seems like a different, you know, just a whole different atmosphere. So I think we were going to kind of do the episodes that we've seen so far, right? Um for season season two yeah yes okay um, but can Go i ahead. comment real quick just one of the things sure. i love about the show and um maybe amy since you've watched season one more recently than i have do you remember what he slapped his believe sign over above his door what was there before i can you remember i didn't remember what or was Diego? there before i just remembered the sign now mm-hmm. well so i and I, I i don't know how relevant it is i'll have to go back and google it but uh, so one of the things he does right when he walks in the door is he just writes believe on a piece of paper and tapes, puts tape on it and slaps it over the door to his office. And it, so it sits there in the locker room staring at the players for, you know, it's still there to this current episode. Um, but uh, it's it's such a simple, kind, effective mantra. And you see these characters in different ways learning to believe in themselves, in a relationship, in another person. Uh and it and it transforms them, and uh, I remember googling the word believe after that to see if I could find you know, like uh, what it had covered, and it uh, it there's like a whole there's a believe fan convention now. You can buy believe material on Etsy. You can oh download you can download the believe font. <laughs> I mean, but it's just it's it's so nice and warm and fuzzy, and it's coming from this show, and I thought that was kind of cool. That is really cool. That is really cool. So episode one is um, where the team brings in a sports psychologist because Danny Rojas, who is a player that joins in season one, who walks around going, Danny Rojas, Danny, Danny Rojas. And then his football is, is life. Football <laughs> is life, right? So he is, they're playing the game and Danny has a penalty kick and he kicks and this bird is flying across the field and their mascot is a dog. And the dog goes to jump and catch the bird as Danny takes his kick and Danny kills the dog with his with the ball. And so Danny gets the yips. And so they bring this psychologist in to help Danny with the yips. And she does fairly quickly. And then other people want to kind of see her as well because really she's there to help them. It's a seven game tie streak that they have. Um, and so 
they, you know, that that's what's happening in this episode. And it's, it's fun to just watch the dynamic that this psychologist brings in. And, and I still don't feel like for a while, she really seems like she doesn't like Ted or she just has a little bit of an edge with him. She never smiles at him. She doesn't really seem that engaged by him. Everybody else is immediately charmed by him and she doesn't seem to be, which is interesting. Um, But just kind of watching everybody do that. We catch up with Roy um, in the last game of the season, in the last, uh, in season one, they're playing against Jamie Tart's team and Jamie and Roy had a huge rivalry and Roy had agreed to be second string because he was just slower and he wanted to give the the team a chance to win. But then they put Roy in and Roy goes and just speeds across the field and does a great job kicking the ball out from underneath Jamie, but in doing so really messes up his knee and he has to retire. He has to leave the game and does so so beautifully as he's going off the field the the whole stadium is cheering for him and they're singing the roy kent song that they have and it's just beautiful season two you see him and he's he's yelling at this team and he's telling them they've got to get themselves together in his profanity laced way right because he doesn't say a sentence that doesn't have the f word in it and then they pan out and they show you that he's actually coaching his niece's soccer team um, which is great. He's coaching all these little girls, um, but he's perfect for them. And Rebecca is dating somebody in this season as well. And she just seems so much happier. She's had this friendship with Keely, who is now dating Roy. And it's just, everybody seems really happy. But really the the major thing in this first episode is just kind of figuring out where everybody is now. And then at the same time, um, really getting to uh, just see that everybody's moved on, right? And everybody's happy and and see how this psychologist is going to kind of fit in with the team. So that was the first episode. But in the second episode, um, the, the synopsis is Ted is surprised by the reappearance of a familiar face and Roy tries out a new gig, right? So um, I thought this, this was an interesting... Where- this is the episode where Jamie comes back. Well, it doesn't come back. He he's done with the reality show, mm-hmm. and then he's Man been on like a like a yeah, like, a, a Love Island, like, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or 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 like that new show that's out right now called F Boy Island. Yes, uh, yes. So it's it's kind of like that. So he he comes back, and Man City doesn't want anything to do with him, and his agent kind of tells him, "You're done. No one wants you." You abandon your team. You abandon Richmond, uh, Ted Lasso's team. So no one wants you. And he kind of comes, you know, crawling back to, to Ted. The prodigal son, yeah. And Ted's kind of almost like no at first, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Well, Ted he, is 100% like no because he comes to He surprises him in a bar, right? And he's, he's like, yeah, I want to come back. I want to come back. And Ted's like, well. I, you burned a lot of bridges. I don't think that's a good idea. But remember, what happens is that those yahoos who are in that bar, um, who I love the bar characters, too. Um, like, there's such a nice consistency to the show. But they take a picture of the two of them sitting at the bar, and they put it on Twitter. And the next day, when Ted goes to practice, Sam, who I love Sam. Sam's my favorite character. Sam is so hurt and so betrayed. <laughs> 
Um, and he storms off the field and then he, you know, Ted follows him and he's like, what's going on here? And he's like, I can't believe you let Jamie back. And he went through this whole thing about, you know, why would you do such a thing? And I really see you as like this fatherly figure, blah, blah, blah. You betrayed me. And he's like, well, I didn't. I, I told him I didn't think it was a good idea. And then Sam's so embarrassed, right? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And then at the end of the episode, they're all practicing and out comes Jamie. And it's the next day. And it's after um, he's spoken to the psychologist and she she has observed practice. And she's and he's you know, she says, thanks for letting me observe practice. And he's like, well, what'd you think? And she's like, I think you've created this great atmosphere. The players seem to really like each other, respect each other. People talk and they really listen to each other. It's it's a really great atmosphere. And he's like, oh, so it's it's one of those if it ain't broke, don't fix it scenarios, right? And she's like, well, if you think not winning any of your games is not broken, then I guess so. And so he clearly feels like he's got to do something. So apparently he calls Jamie that night because when Jamie shows up on that field at the end of the episode, the look on Sam's face was mm. heartbreaking. I mean, it was utter betrayal. Betrayal, yes. I mean, it was crazy. But he gets a um, revenge. He gets his revenge there in episode three when they're training and everyone's kind of, um, you know, going against uh, Jamie Tart. Yeah. And they like slack yeah. tackle him and they kind of bully him. They don't want anything to do with him, kind of. And. Right. It takes. And this Sam is the, says I think to him, the some things have changed around here while you've been gone, which is right. good. And this is the I episode. Like I, I liked episode three because episode three is where Sam's starting to get all his endorsement deals with, uh, I believe it's Dubai Air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, it's going so well. And then he shows his dad, and the dad calls him a shill for a company that's the, the parent company of Dubai Air is like poisoning or polluting nigeria which is where sam's from and sam feels shame pretty much that yeah. he let his dad yeah. died that his country died and so he he you know he tries to back out of it and he does and keely kind of helps him out and, and also um rebecca calls like the owner and he's like yeah but now you got to get rid of sam and that's a whole thing right. she kind of like kind of steps up there and it's like no and writes his email and he signs off the boss i think she's the boss bitch or something like that i don't know yeah 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 uh but then but what i liked here and you know it's kind of tied in the whole kind of environment that ted lasso's creating here about being together and how he's left his imprint on jamie tart is sam decides to take a stand by covering the sponsorship on his jersey on a game day with black tape and then his other teammates who are also from Nigeria do the same. And then Jamie Tart's the first one, essentially the first white guy on the team, English guy, who says, I'm going to do the same thing, puts the tape around his um, to, to block out the sponsor. And then the rest right. of the team does it. And it's like this big thing. And that kind of gets Jamie back into the fold of the team. So I, I really right. like that episode. And I really like the way they, they, they did that episode. Me too. I and did you know, too. That Jamie was beautiful. And season one, Jamie Tart would have run to a phone and called Dubai Airlines and gotten the sponsorship for himself. Right. So right. It really shows. And what I loved about this episode too was that there were so many moments with the teammates, with Ted, with Rebecca, where you think, okay, it's gone too far. They're going to betray their own and, and answer, you know, to the sponsors and, and, you know, capitulate to the sponsors. 
And at that moment when all the team went out there, all covered in black tape, which was so awesome. And then Rebecca's phone rings and it's the owner of the company that had told her to fire Sam originally. And she does, she disconnects the phone. Oh, she de- That was the, the best. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. She's like, even like Rebecca, like, cause you never know where Rebecca is. She going to go back I mean, to those roots. What you roots? think, like, cause we're only five episodes into the season. If that's going to come back at all later down the road. Yeah. I mean, it ha- well, well, if you notice though, in the next episode, they have a different sponsor. Their shirts have a different company name on them. I didn't oh, notice that. I didn't even notice yeah. that. Oh my God. So I, I don't know that it's going to need to come back around because. They clearly Maybe cut their sponsorship, but they were able to get somebody else. So let's so, talk about episode I, four because episode four now is the the holiday special. So <laughs> good, oh. so good. That was fantastic. So I, I like the holiday special. I like. I think my favorite part was Roy and Keely trying to find a dentist, <laughs> but going door to door. <laughs> and but the, the the funniest part. So the whole thing is uh, Roy's niece. Uh, comes to stay with them and they were supposed to have sexy Christmas and all lingerie yes. <laughs> and the, the niece and Roy showed up. He's like, not, it's not going to be sexy Christmas anymore. Love. And they, well, wow, Diego, they do that, do that again. <laughs> Diego. <laughs> uh, love. And, and the niece is all pissed off and she tells her how the boys bullied her because she has really bad breath. Keely smells it, almost passes out, and Roy being the <laughs> tough guy. Hysterical. Roy trying to be the tough guy. He's like, I've been in the locker room, nothing. And she blows, she breathes on him, and he tries so hard <laughs> to, to stay. <laughs> so I, I I thought it was really cool. Uh, you know, it, it, it definitely caught me off guard, a uh, Christmas special in August. Mm-hmm. But, but it's just typical Ted with, Lasso kind of, with, you know, just out of nowhere kind of things. And, and I like how clay, with a claymation opening, no less. That, yeah, that's, with the clay, that's right. Awesome. And I also liked uh, that that um, oh, why am I blanking on his name now? Uh, Higgins. Higgins. He had all the the, the teams over, and right. all the guys that didn't have family. And Sam's the first one that goes there, and he say, and Higgins asks him like, "Oh, so how's you know Christmas? And what's your first thought?" And he's like, "Colonization." Right. Like, right. Well, which is the same thing right. that happened in in the first season because in that first episode, Ted is giving people things and he gives Sam because he knows Sam misses home, so he gives Sam like a birthday party and he gives him this little army figure, and oh, right. he gives him this army figure because his son sent them to him, and Sam's like, so I'm gonna give you this back, and he's like, why? He's like, well, my people don't have the best. Uh, relationship with you know the european military you know colonialism and he's like oh yeah right so it was funny to see that happen again in in uh in this episode right but, yeah so this, the, go, ahead. go ahead well i was no, gonna say this is also the episode with with nate and his yeah. parents no no sorry that's episode five that's episode five Never what mind. i loved about the christmas episode was yeah it, Ted spreads so much joy and happiness and he's sort of somewhat secretly hiding the fact that his marriage has ended and he misses his son. He's He misses his estranged wife. And so Christmas is a very painful time for him. So he's sitting at home throwing back whiskey and watching It's a Wonderful Life on TV, on, on his computer, no less. And right. then Rebecca, who was like his nemesis in season one, 
and has now made this full story arc to truly loving Ted as a friend, she shows up and takes him with her to deliver Christmas presents to children, and then they wind up caroling outside Higgins' house, which, P.S., that chick could sing. Oh, my God, she's ridiculous. She's ridiculous. Well, when she was singing karaoke in season one, I was like, excuse me? So, yeah. And so So he saves her, he saves her in episode one, uh, in season one with the dark game and just saving her soul, you know, so to speak, from being such an angry, nasty person. And I think she really returned the favor in this episode and it was really sweet. I agree. So then that brings us to episode five, right? Well, hang on a second, hang on a second. Oh, sorry, sorry. So you got to finish talking about the fact that after they get this, find out that the niece has the bad breath, right? They oh, they then so go door to door, and and Roy says, "I'm gonna take you to my swanky neighborhood. We're gonna knock on ten doors. At least one of those people is gonna be a dentist." And um, then you know, sure enough, and and if and if we don't, each of you, I'm gonna pay a thousand pounds. So finally, of course, the tenth door is a doctor, as a dentist, and she gives the girl some medication. But the reason that happened is because this boy at school had given her a present that hurt her feelings, and it was a box of toothpaste and mouthwash and a toothbrush, and it said, "You're going to need this because your breath is rancid or whatever." And so then, Love Actually style, um, yes, Keely and Roy take her to this boy's house. And they kind of say, shh, when he opens the door. And then she has these note cards where she tells him, like, you hurt my feelings, but I've taken care of this. But you're always going to stink and I forgive you. And, you know, that kind of stuff. That was so funny. And then I just loved seeing how many people showed up at Higgins' house because his wife even said, I I had a feeling that Higgins did this every year for the team members who couldn't go home. Um, But then... You know, she said, well, we've never had this many people here before. They've had two. And, the most they had was two. Right. And like this, the whole team, for the most part, shows up just to, again, really just to be together because now they, they care about each other and they like each other and they like Higgins. And I thought that was beautiful. And I agree with you. I, I loved the the whole, you know, thing with Rebecca. And I love Rebecca and who Rebecca is now, too, you know, because... Mm-hmm. He's really brought out the best. And and I should say about the Rebecca and Ted relationship. Oh, speaking of, Keely has gotten Rebecca on a dating app where there's no pictures, right? And Rebecca has started really talking with somebody who's just capturing her soul. And I'm telling you, it's you, Ted. Yes, it is. It's I know. Ted. It's it, it, be. For a while, I thought it might have been Nate um, because they talked about him being on the app. But I don't think he would come up with the things that this guy is saying to Rebecca. And in the the in that episode, Rebecca was texting with the guy, and she's like, "Oh my god, he just said this." The last episode, she's like, "He just said no, the that's sweetest things." Okay, yeah. she's like, "He's just said the sweetest things." Blah blah blah, and and she's texting with him, texting with him, and then immediately the scene the next changes, scene is and Ted. it's Ted. Walking down the hallway, and he's on his phone texting, and I was like, oh, "I just hope, I just, I just hope it's not like." Well, I don't know if I hope, but it could also just be a misdirection. That's what they want you to think, and then it's going to be someone. Completely I'm a little different. worried it might be Jamie, and that would just be terrible because I, <laughs> I, I could not support Yuck. that. I, I want it to be Ted because, again, you know, the the very first thing he does is he says, you know. 
try to find something about somebody that reminds them of their happiest times when they were a child. And how do you do that? Like, what's one thing? And somebody mentions like cookies or whatever. And he starts bringing Rebecca biscuits, which are cookies to us, biscuits every morning, three biscuits in a little box. And she's going crazy during season one, trying to get Higgins to figure out where is he buying them? Because she is just in love with these biscuits. Ted is baking them at home. And now we're in season two and he is still bringing her biscuits every single morning. And I just think that's such a, a consistently lovely thing, um, which is why I really appreciated the fact that she came to save him from just sitting alone on Christmas with his whiskey and it's a wonderful just, life. So. If it is though, Ted, and it, it turns out that it is him and her and they you know, maybe have a relationship, can he still be the coach if... I don't know. I don't. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I I don't know. I don't know. Part of me wants it to be Ted. Part of me doesn't want it to be Ted. I don't know. But anyway, then we get to this last episode or the most recent episode, I guess I should say, uh, which is called Rainbow, right? And Rainbow, Nate learns how to be assertive from Keely and Rebecca. and, um, And then Ted asks Roy for a favor. This episode had me in stitches because it was he it was littered. I mean, littered with lines from romantic comedies, primarily when Harry Levitt met Sally, but romantic comedies all the way through. And at the beginning of the episode, he says, you know, the one thing everybody loves in the West is communism. Romantic communism. Wrong communism. communism. And every, I'm like, what? And then the whole episode is just hysterical, particularly when he is trying to woo Roy back. He wants Roy to come coach. Roy has now gone and become a pundit on this, you know, soccer talk show. Um, yeah, Skynet, and and he, you know, he every time he opens his mouth, the one commentator has to say. Well, I'd like to apologize for that language. Um, But, you know, but he really, he does miss the game. He really does miss the game. And and, uh, Ted goes to Roy and he's like, I really need your help with Isaac, who became the captain after Roy left. And he's like, I I need you to help him, you know, just get back the love. And so, of course, he does that. And he's so proud when he sees that that he's taking his advice and he's doing things. And again, he pulls a line from when Harry met Sally and he's like, this isn't what I meant to do. And he gets up and he he leaves and he goes to the stadium. And then he and Ted have this moment when Roy walks in the field. And again, it's like from when Harry met Sally and they look at each other and he's there. And it was just beautiful. Um, But really, the focus of this episode was, like you had said, Nate and trying to be assertive he wants to take his parents out for their anniversary and he wants the window seat and the girl's giving him a hard time about it and he's a character that i'm having trouble loving um because i just don't feel like i know enough about him yet i feel like i know so much about the other characters and he's one that i don't feel like i know enough about and i i worry about him he feels like someone to me that could possibly be persuaded to i don't know join rebecca's ex or try to be because he feels so slighted he feels so slighted all the time like when they invited um higgins 
you know, they're like, we feel bad that you've been ousted from your office by the therapist. So we'd like you to come down and, and have an office in here. You're going to share space with Nathan. And he, he does not like that idea. And he doesn't, mm. you know, he, he doesn't feel happy about that. And people say things to him and he's always a little unsure about it. And I don't know. I just, I don't have a good handle on him yet, but I worry about him. I feel like he might be able to be persuaded to go to the dark side. Well, definitely. I think when Roy shows up there at the end of the episode. Yeah. And he's kind of walking all the fans are excited and Ted Lasso's excited and Coach Beard's excited. And then you kind of see Nate almost like WTF, like what's he doing here? If he's yeah. here, am I out? Right. So yeah. I, I think that's definitely building to some kind of issue. I mean, I don't know what the limit is on the amount of coaches you can have and whatnot, but is he, yeah. now where, where's everyone going to go in terms of the offices? <laughs> oh, that's true. Office. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Well, and also in season one, when Nathan was or Nate was still trying to sort of find his voice, and he was the team manager, Roy was awful to him. Um, you know, the whole team—I mean, the, the team always picked on him. Um, right. And and it wasn't until I guess halfway through the season that that didn't Roy like stick up for him or something after? Yeah, he told Jamie to stop yeah. messing with him. Yeah. But so. um, I didn't think about that last look. Uh, but I I like the fact going back to the rom communism point that that. At the end of the rom-com, when the male character is running to his love and trains, planes, and automobiles, he's got to <laughs> find a way to get there. And his love is soccer. He's not running to Keeley. No, he's, no, he's, no. He's running to soccer, and then he tells Ted, you had me at coach. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. had me at coach. I love it. Oh, Diego, do it again. I love no. Roy Kent, man. Roy Kent's so good. He's awesome. He is. He's, awesome. he's, he's so good. He's so good. He is so the good. best he's so grumpy man show. I've ever seen. Yeah, he's fantastic, right. and it's funny, like, I, I just, I love everything about this show. Like I said, I love everything about this show. I'm walking around here calling people bruv and saying, isn't it? And, like, I... Oh, bruv. I, <laughs> bruv. <laughs> All right, bruv. Um, but bruv. I don't know. Have any of you just... been to England before? I have. I, I oh, have not. Great. Yeah, It's no. great. I, I caught two soccer games when I went, and so it's it's awesome. It's such a good experience going there, watching the games, eating some fish and chips, calling everyone bruv. <laughs> <laughs> and surprisingly, they don't say, got that, governor. They don't say right. that around yeah. there. So. Uh, that, that actually probably wouldn't surprise me. But, um, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, so this, well, I, I feel like, go ahead, Mark. I was just, I'm, I'm laughing. So Diego and I have both gone to England. Uh, his experience was seeing some some football. I shopped at Harrods and enjoyed great theater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we can so, all easily I say told you, Amy, be, you I told did. You, you told like, me. I told you you would yes. like that. I wouldn't steer. I'm not like you. I don't steer you wrong. I don't make you watch bad I, shows. I sometimes you need to watch some bad shows so you can appreciate the good shows. I'm just no, trying to give you a well-rounded experience. I'm well, good. I'll just be I'll be a square, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, we we have to mention the fact that the show has scored 20 Emmy nominations. It's easier to name like who wasn't nominated in the cast because <laughs> there were so it's many. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jason Sudeikis got uh, nominated for best lead then Rebecca and Keeley and 
Coach Coach Beard and Roy and Nathan, they were all nominated for supporting. I mean, like, right. just, it's an amazing cast. Well, very And they well have done. such very great well chemistry together. Like, yeah. you couldn't have put together people that seem to genuinely like each other, too. Like, it seems like if I was an actor, this would be a show I would die to be on. Like, I would want to be sure. with this cast, you know? I don't know. And I love... I, I really love the relationship that, that Ted and Coach Beard have. Like, <laughs> right from the get-go, like, he just knows See, who he is, and he doesn't yeah. bat an eye, you know? He just yeah. goes right along with it. And they have all these little jokes together, like, what do you get when you do a this and a that? And then Beard just rattles it right back off to him, and yeah. I don't know. It's, there's They're nothing family. not to like. Yeah, there's nothing not it's to like It's all movie quotes. It's all so, movie quotes yeah, and movie references for them. I love it. it is. I have to ask you the guys though: did either, America. did either one of you get a C.K. Lewis vibe off of Brendan Hunt, the actor that plays Coach Beard? I couldn't not yes, see C.K. Lewis. Yes, absolutely. Yes. You know, obviously, is not someone you want to be associated with in Hollywood. But I was glad to yeah. see that he got an uh, an Emmy nom because I always wondered if yes. that sort of shadowed him. Hmm. No, I definitely did see that. I definitely could see that. But anyway, Ted Lasso. Thumbs up all around from us. Um, if you I haven't need, watched I need it, that cookie recipe. I want cookies. I, I want cookies every time I watch that show. I need oh my that god, recipe. I do too. I actually googled biscuit rep, recipe, English biscuit recipes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call my connections in England. I'll, I'll see what we can get. Well, they're okay. not Harrods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Ted Lasso, must watch. If you haven't caught up with uh, season one, definitely season two, definitely do so. Apple TV, um, definitely What If and Teen Titans. I know we mentioned those as well. And Lot- what was it, White Lotus? Yes, White, White Lotus. Lotus. And you have to, you have, and you too, Diego, you have to watch Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu. Yes. All right. It's I'll really good. Perfect. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on my real list for you. Okay. All right, good. Thank you. And I, Diego, if you would do me a favor and open every episode of Boomtron talking like Roy Kent, I would really appreciate it. I'll see see what I can do, bruv. I'll see what I can do, bruv. Yeah, the growls. The growls are fantastic when he does those. Oh, my God. All right. Anything else that you guys are looking forward to watching on any of these other streaming services or... Just for now, you know, we're mm. going to keep watching Ted Lasso. You know, these are some of the weekly shows, so we don't get to binge them like we do on Netflix. So Ted Lasso, What If, uh, White Lotus, is that also weekly as well? Uh, well, it's over, but it's HBO Max. You can, get, you can catch the whole season before. Uh, they haven't even started filming season two. And what about okay. Nine Perfect Strangers, Amy? That's Ongoing. week by week. Yep. So we'll be, you know, probably talking about those in the next couple of weeks until they wrap up and new shows pop up. I know I'm looking forward to watching C that comes out later. I think this, yes. this, this coming week. So I'll be maybe talking about that next time we do these from the other side of the couch episodes of, uh, and I really want to see, I think it's, I think it's on Apple, uh, TV, uh, Coda. Coda is supposed yes. to be so good. It, it's a, a girl who's born to deaf parents and, that's supposed. It's a movie. It's supposed to be and she amazing. Sings. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, and she sings. Yeah, she sings. Yeah. So that's one that I'm going to be watching. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. As always, check out the Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter. Let us know if there's any shows, especially you know that that are not on Netflix that you think we should watch. 
Again, you know, like Ted Lasso, Amy just started that this week. So if there's something that you think we should be watching, that we need to get on it, no matter how many seasons there are, drop us a line. Let us know. Until next episode. Bye, bruvs. <laughs> this is just a disclaimer. No member of the Boomtron podcast are employed by any of the streaming services mentioned in this episode, nor do they have any business ties with those streaming services. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only, and all news and information that is shared is simply what these yahoos found online.